Welcome to Mother Up. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. This motherhood thing is hard, especially balancing being a mom while still trying to be you. We find it crazy that after only a six-week consult with your doc, you're basically hung out to dry and have to figure out this tiny human and this new version of you practically alone. There are so many demands for taking care of a baby, but taking care of yourself is essential and sometimes falls by the wayside. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. So you may be feeling down, but we're here to help you mother up because no one's tougher than a mother. We're using our firsthand experiences and our connections to experts across the country to bring you ways to feel confident, beautiful, and still vulnerable. And listen, we're new to the game, so we'll be learning right along with you. So pour that coffee. Or mimosa. We won't tell. It's time to Mother mother Up. Hello, we're back this week. And we're talking about routines. We're going to try and make life a little easier. And share our routines, other routines that we've heard that are really good. There's a really good book that's been circling and trending. What is your relationship with routines, Casey? Because mine's so-so. I want so badly. I think I literally crave a routine because my life for the last, I don't know, I would say five years has had no routine Mm -hmm. whatsoever, like literally nothing, uh, where I lived week to week and day to day. And I want a routine, yes. Like I, I really crave boredom. Did you find yourself craving it more as soon as you had Jack too? 100%. Yeah, that's how I Before was. he popped out, I, d- you know, you're still as mobile if you don't have hyperemesis or, you know, if you're not puking your guts out, right. like my friend. You're not, not planning <laughs> your daily life around location and proximity to a toilet. Sure. Correct. No, I was, I had a great, specifically great third trimester until I developed, um, what did I have? High blood pressure. What's it called? Why can't I think of it? Oh, was it preeclampsia? Preeclampsia, yes. Um, but no, I was cruising, cruising. I would love a routine. And I think we're close to it. I think we're close to getting a routine, but it's still a little bit up in the air. Um, and I also have like the best intentions, but I can't have, I don't, I lack the foresight to plan things out. First, okay, let's start with this. What's Jack's nap schedule? Is he on two or one a day? He is on one big bomber nap. He goes down, this is weird, between 12 and 2 p.m. So just depends on how tired he is. Like I'm some a fan of that. Get up. I think that's fine. I think that's like life. But he'll like sleep some like days an hour you're home and a half. 12, some days you're home at 2, like whatever. Yeah. Yes. And he's good. Um, like he had a doctor's appointment today and we pulled in and he was like this <laughs> in the backseat. Like hunched head over, down, ready to go. Hunched over. But then I brought him into his room and he was like, no, thank you. I'm not napping. Mm-hmm. So I think today's just a no nap day. But we start bedtime. We start getting ready for bed around like 5.15. Oh, and I really like our bedtime routine and it takes us about like door to door 45 minutes to be like, make a conscious declaration. Like we are going to go to bed. Um, we do the tub, Eric and I always get him dressed for bed. And then sometimes we'll do a book and he does his bottle and I put him to bed. Mm -hmm. So usually that's about like an hour, I would say door to door. Okay. What about you guys? So it sounds like you have night down pretty good and nap time pretty good. What's the morning like? Is that where you struggle? That's certainly where I struggle. Yes, because 
it's like he doesn't like to eat right away. So we're playing. I'm trying to make coffee, but then I'm trying to start this new workout routine and like diet lifestyle routine where I work out before I eat breakfast. Mm. But I'm like, when am I supposed to do that yeah. when he's awake? At 4.30 so in the just, morning. At 4.30 in the morning. I will I will never be that person Me who goes to bed and gets up like before the sun and two hours before the child. And I wish I was, but I'm not going to do my gratitude I need to interject and- here. There is this quote that I saw online and it is so true. And it was something along the lines of like, why do we give morning people all the power? We give them yeah. way too much power. It's like, we were looked at as the lazy ones because we don't want to be at something at 8 a.m. or we don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. But then as soon as we say like, oh, can we meet for dinner at like 8 or whatever? And people are like, oh, no, that's way too late. I just I wake up early in the morning. Like, OK, well, I like I will say as a mom, I hate an eight o'clock dinner. Now, I used to thrive on an eight o'clock dinner. But now I do not like it. It depends. Because six o'clock comes yeah. fast. Two, okay. During the week, I don't like an eight o'clock, eight o'clock dinner. But during the weekend, I there's something like you're just in weekend vibes. You're like, you know what? I worked all week. I can like allow myself to do this. I'm also just a night owl. I have Same. zero energy left from like 2 to 5 p.m. <laughs> and, then, and then you come alive. And then I come alive. I come alive at like 9 o'clock at night. From like 9 to 11 is when I do my best work. Um, but yeah, this whole thing, like I, I just, and there are people like that. There's actually, I remember when I used to work in, in healthcare, there is studies about how like it is a genetic function, whether you are an, uh, an early bird or a night owl or whatever. And there are those people that can be perfectly functional off of four hours of sleep. And that is not me. It never will be. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm that just was not me one of those people that in my early twenties. In my early 20s, I was fine on four hours well, you because had I did morning to be. TV. Yeah. Well, I I didn't have to be, but like I still wanted some semblance. Like I wanted to go out and drink with you on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And you didn't get out of work until five o'clock. Yeah. And I was supposed to be in bed at seven. So that wasn't working because <laughs> I had yeah. to be on air at four. Okay. Um, so go back to it. So what's your morning schedule? What time do you wake up? Whenever my son tells me yeah, to. That's true. What's his normal um, wake up? If truly, I feel like when we're on the West Coast, Eric and I were just talking about this. When we're on the West Coast, we're up at seven in the morning. I don't care what time I went to bed. Yeah. Out here in Florida, I'll go to bed at 11 o'clock and it could be like I could sleep until 9 a.m. Oh, same. 10 a.m. Same. I don't know what it is I about the time zone. I always joked that I thrive on West Coast time because of that. Like yes. I think that I was born in the wrong hemisphere because mm-hmm. I should be – when it's like 10 o'clock, my, my body doesn't start working appropriately until 10 a.m., which is 7 a.m. in California time. So pause on that great. point. Your body doesn't start working appropriately. So these morning people that are all the CEOs, that are all the yep. billionaires with a B, is it because they are fully functioning at the start of the day? Like they've been up for four mm, hours at 8 a.m. So maybe they're just like raring to go. Yeah. Like the machine's hot. Yeah. I think it's that. It's probably – some sort of thing mixed into it too of like maybe they are just the really good routine type people like but if we go back to you create your own reality mm-hmm. and you manifest everything yeah you're manifesting them to be even better yeah 
I don't know. I mean, my husband, God bless him. I think he, I always joke. He's like one of the, the dumbest people, but also the most brilliant person. <laughs> like I think anybody thinks about their husband in the like, oh my God, where's the keys? I'm like, they're, they're literally in the key holder where they always are. But right. he just, so he's like husband dumb <laughs> like that way. But he's Eric is like, he'll have a bug bite and be scratching it. And I'll be like, I can give you cortisone. He's like, no, no, no I'm going to let it ride. No, okay. Or like, he'll have like a blaring headache. And I'll be like, can I give you some Excedrin? He's like, no, 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 I'm just going to let it go. I'm like, let me help you. But I just wanted to finish that thought. I, I, cause I say, I, I do think my husband is a brilliant person. Like I am very fascinated by the way that his mind works and he is a very routine set creature of habit type person. Like he wakes up. He does the same things. He has the same things for breakfast. He has the meetings. What at the does same he time. do? What does what is his morning routine like? Well, like you said, our morning is really based on whenever Sienna gets up. Which this morning was at four fifty five. <laughs> do you do you guys switch? Let's go back to that. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. How, who gets up? How do you decide? I would say. It depends on what her sleeping patterns are like. If if she's in right. a really like hot phase of she's getting up a lot, we switch. Um, when it's just kind of here and there, it's actually mostly him because he mm-hmm. wakes up earlier than I do anyway. So he's always like, I'm up anyway. Like, I'll just go. Right. Um, but like last night was so insane at, at basically 5 a.m. that I was like, he got up with her initially and then she won't go back to sleep. And then I was like, all right, I'll take this. Well, I remember there was a point where Asher was still doing the nighttime feeding thing. Yeah. And Sienna was having a ridiculous yeah. sleep regression. Yeah. And Mark was just like, our pets' heads are falling off. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and there are times where I've had to sleep in a different room because I'm like, yeah. listen, this doesn't make sense for both of us to be to getting be exhausted up. and miserable. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, let's just switch on and off. I'll take the monitor to a different that was room smart, one night. Though. You take them out. Like, we, we, somebody needs to be firing at all cylinders, right? Like, in right. order for this to, this family to function, someone needs to be working or both need to at least be 50 percent. yeah both can't be zero that's that's not yeah eric and i were switching on and off like when jack was getting up really early like 5 5 30 because you still need that is something like being a night owl jack let's say on a good night he's asleep by 605 on a bad night he's asleep by 7 30 mm-hmm. at the latest if we like go to dinner or whatever so it's like i need time yeah. at night yeah. to just be and like probably watch twilight for the sixty-seven thousandth time and like go through my closet right. and like just putts yeah, i just because putts even around if, even if somebody else has them or they're off playing in the corner by themselves like that part of your brain is still on and still lit yes. up and you're yes. still worried about them you're so are they are okay they is the person that's watching them okay do they need something and is it weird that i'm not there i feel guilty for doing right. whatever like truly the only time that my nervous system can be at rest with the kids is when they're in their bed and they're asleep yes and you have eyeballs on them and you're watching them on the monitor yeah so like, okay, up at crazy hour this morning. Again, for me, crazy right. hour. Maybe that's normal for some people. Some people go to these 5 a.m. workout classes. That's absolute insanity to me because for me, an early workout class is like 8.30. But I feel better in my day when I wake up early like that. I know that I feel better about myself. It's like, what what is worth more currency to me? Those one to two extra hours of sleep that I get that are probably aren't even that good. I'm probably half awake, half asleep because I Correct. can hear the kids down the hall. Or the fact that I feel good about myself because I got up early and I did read my book and I did have my coffee and I did do the things that are going to be beneficial to my day. 
And and so it's like weighing that out, but this has just been a constant struggle in my life of making that actually happen. So we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, some like tried and true things that you can add to your routine, but go ahead. Two things I want to say. Yes. Number one, and this is rhetorical, how placebo is coffee? Truly. <laughs> As I take a massive gulp. Um, I don't know. And I think that might be like a something in people's, I don't, I'm not, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. We pretend to be sometimes on the show, but um, <laughs> maybe Hosma. there is a placebo to, to um, coffee. And the second thing is if you were to peg a perfect window of sleep, which actually with the aura ring, which I haven't worn in a while, I have to charge it. I didn't bring it with me on my trip, Somebody recommended that to me, actually. I might want to check that out. I love it because I hate the stupid Apple watch and it always dies. It predicts or shows you like the window of time where you really must be asleep, like wherever the mm-hmm. maximum restorative things are happening, mm-hmm. wherever the magic is. Like I think mine's like 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. or something like that. And our doctor actually told us that testosterone is replenished. Maybe I'm using the wrong word, but like the best time to be asleep for men to like charge their testosterone <laughs> is between 10 and midnight. Really? So that's the window that they like want you to be asleep. Yeah. That's I don't know where that came from. You can fact check me on that. I think I'm correct, but um. Mark gets that. Like Mark's very good at, he falls asleep instantly. Like he, he can, like he's, oh, he's out in REM phase by there the time are times he's finished saying the word goodnight. But he Eric and I will get asleep. into fights because I'm literally talking to him. And he's like, Case, I'm sleeping. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't, you weren't sleeping 30 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. it's true. They, they can fall asleep. I, you know, if I'm ever Maybe like that's why. Maybe that it's verge, all the testosterone in their body. They just. It's just charging up just down there. As soon as they close their eyes, they're out. The only time I ever like pass, literally like pass out, this happens. Like the phone <laughs> smacks me in the face. Like I'll be on and then I'm like, okay, I got to go to bed. Like yeah. that happens to me so much as a mother now. It's insane. And I actually just hit my head pretty hard when I did that <laughs> demonstration. Anyway, routines. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that we're going to talk about is like where you put your phone at night and how that reacts to it. So we'll, we'll go back to that in a little bit, but because of what you just said, I use my phone to help me get to sleep so much. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night, like Sienna sometimes will like yell out or Asher yells out. I don't know if Jack does oh, that. Jack like mommy. Yeah, and, and I'm then like, he just falls right yeah, back down and, and you, goes to sleep and I'm like correct. alerted. But then sometimes what does Sienna say? Like, so she's a sleep talker. I'm a big sleep talker. She sometimes she's also into having dreams now, which I would be fascinated. We need to get somebody on to talk about dreams and how that like affects us and our kids. Yeah. I I think like a sleep interpretation is so fascinating, but so fascinating. If I can't get back to sleep, which is rare, but I grab my phone and I read, I'll find some random article and just the, the act of reading puts me to sleep. And are you big on, um, like night mode or whatever it yes. is, like the yellow screen, yes. whatever. Yes. Yeah. I do that. Which helps. The things I do, because I would be in, in hotels all the time for Mansion Global when I was filming that with Fox, all over the place, like crazy travel days, like trying to fall asleep, like up, like call was at 630 in the morning. So I'd try to get to sleep and the Calm app really helps mm. me. I like the sleep stories. I like the rain. And then there's this playlist on Spotify that my cousin sent me. And then are you familiar with like the different Hertz tunings of of sound? Uh, kind of. Like I know of it. Okay. I don't know anything about it. 
So this is the 528 Hertz Sleep Frequency. That's the name of it. It's by Miracle Tones on Spotify. Mm. And it repairs DNA and brings positive transformation. Fall asleep and meditate to the solfeggio. Is that how you say it? Solfeggio? Love and Miracle Tone? I don't know. Whatever. But I listen to that a lot. And Eric calls it the spiritual music. It works. So if it's ever like too quiet in the room, he's like, can you put on the spiritual music? I'm like, I got you. Like, I think it sounds like a church choir. Like, can I play it for you? Yeah. You let's hear it. it? This is the anxiety release. Are, are the there any one. voices that come in? I feel like there should be no, a voice no, no, like, no, 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 no. You are safe. DNA repair. You are listening whole body. to Mother Up. Yeah, like literally. You Maybe are we should with do that. Two moms who are crazy <laughs> but are here to help you. We're gonna, in your you life. know, our Reiki <laughs> specialist in in Malibu did something like that, but it's like a breath work. It's yeah. ten minutes. So we're going to come out with the Mother Up Breathwork oh, we um, thing that you can do every morning. And this is what it's going to sound like. Go ahead. <laughs> Guide it, Gianna. With Casey and Gianna. Take a deep breath. Let out your stress from the day. Throw something across your the room. Your husband is an idiot. You're correct. Your child is a devil today. You're right. And you know what? That bitch across the street... She had no right to tell you how to be a parent. <laughs> you should put a piece of dog poop in her garbage. <laughs> and you know what? You're doing great, sweetie. You're just oh where God. you should be in life. And you're doing everything right. So open up that bottle of champagne. Pour a large glass. Continue and if you want to spite by that purse, just rent it. <laughs> Are we going to get in trouble for stealing Wow, we've really been off on a tangent there. <laughs> oh, my God. We have either pushed our audience over the edge and they stopped listening or they've fallen asleep. So, Or everyone's heart, heart rate is just like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That ends you, our meditation um, for So the that's day. kind of our that's... overview of where we are with routines. I'm definitely like lukewarm on them. I'm the same way as you. I need them. I thrive on them. There are ways that I can enhance them in my life. And I'm just not successful at it. Okay. Well, I'm stopping you right there. You're uh. not success- successful at it. Are you not successful at it? Or do you set yourself up for failure because you have two small children whose lives are anything but routine and you think in your mind, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day I'm going to read and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to get do, my coffee yeah. and I'm going to be zen. And then I do wah, definitely, wah. I'm guilty of this in my life in so many areas, but I do definitely do that thing like it'll be better when, or it would be, it would be better oh, yeah. if, yes. like it'll be yes. better when it's not the holidays and there's not so much to do, or Correct. it'll be better when I'm feeling better and blah, blah, blah. It'll be better when Asher's you know, whatever. A year old yeah. and walking or in school. And it's like, well, I don't really want that to come right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a baby. Yeah. Here. I mean, so much of it is like the hurry up and wait thing. Right. So it's like Sienna yes. was up at five o'clock this morning, but were we still rushing like mad women out the door to get her to school on time? Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. it's like not all of a sudden it all happens and then she doesn't want to do it when you want her to do it. And it's, a whole thing. So yes. But anyway, you found some good stats. Um, yes. Or just information about routines and why they're beneficial to our life. Well, to your point, you know, they, 
they say all these Fortune 500 guys, all these billion and women, women, all all these, anyone in a position of power has this like very structured routine, and they're very Type A, or they ha- they like things a certain way. Ninety two percent of highly successful people have a solid morning routine. Eighty eight percent of wealthy people dedicate at least thirty minutes daily to reading. I do believe that. Mm. I hate reading with a fiery, burning passion. I fall asleep. I hate reading. And you know what it is? Like I have, I get myself so worked up, like, oh, I'm going to start this book and maybe I'll hate it. So I shouldn't even start it. (laughs) Like, oh, maybe this book will be terrible and then I'll have wasted time. So I do that to myself, which is detrimental. Yeah. 63% of successful people set an alarm at night and wake up early. I mean, I think everyone has to set an alarm. Do you do that though? I set an alarm. Like we're saying, like our children are our alarm. And yeah, that's not good because then I feel like I'm jolted out of sleep. I don't really have time right. to like take a breath right. because she's like screaming or or she's just upset about something and I have to go right to her. So yeah, that's, that's, I've always been that way though. I've just never, yeah. even when I was in the corporate world and I had to be somewhere at a certain time, like I was a snoozer beyond belief, that snooze button. I always usually like wake up to tinkle around like four, <laughs> between tinkle. four to five. You wake up to tinkle? <laughs> four to five eric used to think out he's like why do you baby talk because i always called it tinkle I'm like i'm gonna go to take a whiz <laughs> like no i mean i always called it tinkle and now that we have a baby eric's like it's called pp for okay well mark so and mommy's- i will be in all adult settings and we'll look at each other and be like i have to go potty i'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i we we found a common ground where mommy's tinkle and daddy's and boys pp yes. so that's that's where we live 92% of people with a morning routine consider themselves highly productive. Mm. 72% of people without a morning routine consider themselves highly productive. <laughs> oh, I am not in that 72%. Um, I, like I said, the, one, the mornings that I don't wake up early, I feel like I'm such a waste. And then that permeates in, in the rest people, of the day. Go ahead. Well, yes. I don't like this one. One in three people who begin the day by cleaning up their homes and beginning their chores claim high productivity. I like things I cannot go to sleep unless the kitchen is clean. Yes. Like I need things clean, put away. But the thing I'm terrible at is unpacking suitcases. I'm so bad oh, at Oh, mine that. from Monday is still sitting behind me. But if overall... of people report having a morning routine. And another study stated that seven out of eight people report having a morning routine. I don't buy it. I do not buy it. Like what you wake up and you have to poop and then like you make coffee and then you get in the car and go to work. Like, I don't consider that a morning routine. I consider that like being alive. Right. I maybe like, because you poop every day when you wake up, doesn't mean that you have a morning routine. Like, you didn't decide that. Your body's like, huh. No, but I guess huh. it's the decision Time to, to make not get space. back in bed or the decision to not. Like, yeah, some of it is if you have a job, if you have somewhere to be, if you have school. Like, yeah, I that consider is your routine. Here, but is I it- consider routine non-essential things to life. That's what, like, you got a shower, you took a poop, you brushed your teeth. Like, I don't think that's routine. I think that's, like, your <laughs> – congratulations, you have good hygiene. It could be. Right, I, I, I'm not knocking anyone because I'm that person. I don't. But I think it's okay. So I'm that person. I think that is the lowest form of routine. That is a routine. So am I a glass half empty? But like, like, so here's the thing with for you, like to other people. Okay, so like other people, they have to wake up in the morning and they go work out. That's 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 essential to life for them. 
No, I am, it's not I essential am, to life. I am not one of those people. Neither is brushing your teeth. You don't die if you don't brush your teeth. That's you a can. routine. No, if you have rotting flesh in your mouth, you're going to die. Okay, years later. <laughs> you're not going to die at 3 p.m. because you didn't brush your teeth that morning. So this is where we dis- d- disagree. I think that there is a spectrum of routine. And I think okay. this is actually a really good point because you can say to yourself, it's not that I can't do a routine because I actually am doing a routine. You're absolutely then right. Then maybe that's why I'm not getting better. Morning and you're taking a shower and you're brushing your teeth and you're combing your hair and you're putting your contacts in. All of that is a routine. You are fully capable of adding other things into it. It's just a matter of how you do it. I would actually car crash if I didn't put my contacts in. I would actually car crash because I cannot see. Yes. Oh, okay. I need to get LASIK. But no, maybe that is my problem. And maybe that's why I don't see those improve those giant improvements in my life and like my well-being because You've already I'm done it, right? In like, that mindset. Like and this is an interesting part to reflect back on. You do those things because somebody taught you that routine. You, in about a year, are going to be teaching to Jack that routine. You wake up in the morning, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, you come to your little chair, you have your breakfast. Like, that is part of a routine. How does he not know that he can't just wake up in the morning and go straight to, like, the slide outside? Well, you can't. Well, That's I also not have to brush my teeth because I want another child. So well, I'm not going to be, like, the sexiest lady in the house yeah. if I've got halitosis. Right. I mean, I'm also no doctor, but I'm pretty sure that's not how babies are made. But sure. <laughs> the first step to getting pregnant is having a clean mouth. I feel like that's like an Orbit commercial. <laughs> like when the Orbit commercials used to be so funny. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. It's a gateway drug to getting pregnant. This- <laughs> if you don't want to get pregnant, don't brush your teeth. <laughs> right. And Eric's just going to be like, Wow. You're smelling extra fresh today. He's like, there's a there's a green haze around your head. What is that? Oh, I'm sweating. All right, oh any God. other stats for us? No, I just I just put me out to pasture at this point. <laughs> oh God. Um, no, those are the, those are my stats. But I really am interested in your tips yes. because I think, like I said, like I'm my own worst enemy, and I think a lot of people are probably saying the same thing, like. Or maybe people are yelling at me and they're like, you know what, brush your teeth is big deal in the morning. Um, but no, there are steps and you talked and to me listen, about it before the show that are that are like, whoa, that would happen. Actually, me. you say that in jest, but I, 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 you know, we're both laughing about it, but I, I really do want to take a minute to say brushing your teeth can be a really big deal. Brushing your hair can be a really big deal. Showering can be a real effing big deal. And I say this yeah. from experience. If you are going through a tough time in life, if you are depressed, if you are suffering from anxiety, that S-H-I-T is so hard. It's It's so hard. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. And we should be more sensitive to that. But I think we're we're very much aware that that is all, you know. That is- Like, I remember when I was, like, a month out, like- I didn't want to put on makeup. I was just like, oh, I mean, I just it's want to be not, in my pajamas. I'm just over it. It's yeah. not an accident that that's like a, a joke in society about like, oh, mom got yeah. to shower today. Not because yeah. of time, but also just because like when you get that free moment, like that's not what your body is finding the priority. The priority is, right. oh, I need to eat something. Oh, I need to sit down for a minute. You know? Yeah. 
So it is really hard. I mean, I always say when I was in the throes of my grief that like you could know how I was feeling based on what my hair looked like because yeah. there were times where I would look at the brush on my counter and be like, I physically cannot even pick that up and right. do this right now. Like that is just too much. That's too overwhelming right. for me to have to do. And that's okay. And that's, that is yeah. perfectly fine yeah. and okay. So I remember even like the negative self-talk I would say like when I did shower, like right after when you have to like keep everything clean and you you know, your, your sutures and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other thing. And you have to do the sits bath, which, ugh. um, I would be like, Oh my God. Like Eric probably thinks I'm up here having a spa day. Yeah. Like I shower four times a day. Like he probably is just like, Oh, what she, do? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's not, or you hear the good. baby crying downstairs. And despite the fact that there are four you people quick, like with run it, out. You're yes. Like, oh my God. Able-bodied adults with no blood coming out of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we certainly don't discount that that could be your situation. And if you are listening and you're struggling with that, like we applaud you for brushing your teeth yeah. today, for brushing your hair, for doing, taking a shower, whatever it is. And like, as we just said, that is part of a routine. You are at least doing right. something to take care of yourself. And all of this stuff can come in small steps. And if you don't feel like you are in a place where you can make a good routine for yourself right now, totally fine. That is motherhood. Yes. That is a part of this. <clears throat> Save this episode for another time because you But you are you not alone and you need to good. ask for help. Yes. Yes. But ask for help. Find help. Yes. There is yes. better help. There's friends. There's family. Message us. Yes. Send us a message. Now a quick word about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Casey and I both love and use therapy. It is a great thing, and we want to make sure that you take advantage of it too. BetterHelp is offering 10% off for our listeners. And what a great time to be able to start this because I know you're probably feeling a little stressed or feeling a little bit more anxiety, a little bit more emotions than you would usually. That's just normal. That's what the holidays do. We're moms. We're put under a lot of pressure. But don't sit there with it by yourself. Check out BetterHelp.com slash MotherUp. BetterHelp is helping our audience get 10% off their therapy at this time. There's an online platform you can get connected with a great therapist in your area, and there's a platform that makes all of the information that you need very easy. Clicking that link in our show notes for BetterHelp will help support this channel, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. Reach out to Casey and I. Let us know how it goes. We'd love to be there for you too. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com slash mother up. So I've tried a couple other apps. There are apps out there. I know like one's called Greatness and it's like, it teaches you like the the theory behind habits and why they are good or why, or like how you need really like three days for something to set in or just, you can't say you're going to switch up your whole routine at once. You really need to kind of like let things like a drip effect. Um, and, and the idea has always been like, just try to make things as easy as you possibly can. Like make it so that you have to like trip over this stuff in order to add them into your routine. So my best friend, Brittany, who I've probably talked about on this podcast before, has been reading this book, Atomic Habits. Since she mentioned it to me, I've now seen it everywhere. It's everywhere. Definitely yes. trending. Um, the writer was recently on Good Morning America. They were on another podcast that I listened to. And it's 
I think I think also with the start of the year, people are in this phase of like, okay, how am I going to make this year better than the last? How am I going to be a better person? Let me change my routine. So Brittany did a really nice recap of some of the really important things that she's learned from this book. Again, it's called Atomic Habits. We'll link to it in the show notes. Here and Brittany is Spark Notes. Thank you. We so have yes, Spark for your Notes service. from Brittany Hook. Okay, <laughs> number one is that location matters. Location where you do things, and this certainly rings true for me. So, hi, you're watching me here in my closet because this is where my desk is, and I have all of my work stuff here. But there are times where I'm trying to get things done here, and if there's laundry piled up behind me, or mm-hmm. there's my suitcase that I haven't unpacked, like yesterday, I couldn't be in here. This wasn't going to make me productive, so I picked up the things that I needed and I went upstairs to another room, and just had like a clear physical space around me to do what I needed to get done. So if you're finding that you're not being productive in your space, try to identify other places. A Starbucks, a coffee shop. Sometimes I need to get the hell out of the house. I can't eat, just just having hearing the kids or or seeing you know dishes piled up, everything, and I'm like, this is not priority right now. I need to just get out of the house. But then, do you done. ever like if my closet is a mess? Because I we talked about this last time. When I travel, I need to physically try on everything, yeah. and I'm just like, try it on, doesn't work. Yeah. So sometimes I get massively overwhelmed when the job is so big. And I don't know where to begin. Yes. And that's like just beginning is another good step. Like just yeah. start. Yeah. Little steps. Easier said than done. Right. Not telling yourself that this whole thing has to be done. I, that's another right. thing I try to do is. All or nothing. It, or just even like I've I've tried sectioning off my to-do list between like morning and afternoon. So or like heavy lifting or like desk yeah. stuff or physical stuff. Yeah. Instead of saying, here's all the things that need to get done. Well, yeah, they need to get done, but they don't need to get done today. Like right. this morning, all right. I am responsible for is this and this. And then because right. then I, I also am so guilty of I didn't do enough today. I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. Look at how many other things are on the to-do list. Well, no, if, if I got done just the two things that I said I needed, and like, if you give yourself the space to say, okay, these are the things I need to focus on right now. Where is my location that I can get them done the, the, like the fastest and the easiest. That is probably going to be a lot easier than trying to find a spot where you can tackle nine different things on your list that are probably varying types of difficulty and, you know, make sense for that. Take the dry cleaning not on the top of the list. Yeah. Like you, that can but fall if off. if the but, dry cleaning take, is also next to the grocery store and you can kill two birds with one correct. stone, you know. But I think a win is, like you said, accomplish a few things and play with your kids. Yeah. And what you do, which I love, is you do no phones yeah. during dinner and then during bedtime, which is so, like you're still a mom. Like don't – and that's I think what so many people who are grandparents now or who are, you know, later on in life, they're like – don't worry on the perfect house and mm-hmm. everything is in place because someday your house will be perfect and there won't be any fingerprints on the windows and there won't be any toys to trip on. I know. And I've tried to get better at that. Fun. I definitely, I definitely have been. Even if just your common spaces, you're like, okay, yeah. you know what? Like the upstairs might be a mess. The playroom might be a mess, but like the kitchen and the living room are clean. But I'm like That's you, great. I still need to clean the playroom every night. I don't care that they're going to yeah. wake up. For- no one's coming over between the hours of 8 p.m. and 6 a.m., but it's just for my own mental sanity. I need to have it clean to like feel I like would have going- to clean the playroom. Yeah. But I had a Virgo, so he cleans the playroom. Oh, oh that's nice. 
He's insane with putting things back, That's which nice. is great. Listen, sign me up. Number two, make good habits easy. We talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and you were, when you and I were talking offline about this, it's like, yeah, some of this sounds like, oh, this is so like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like obvious, but it, it, it's yeah. just, if you want to work out in the morning, lay out your clothes, lay out your workout clothes. So the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, it's already there. You want to take the decisions yes. out of it for you because we make enough decisions during the day. Well, that's even something. So me right now, so I, I'm just starting working out again because I've gotten to the point, I'm, for you. I'm, you know, but for, thank you. But for like you personally, I'm to the point where like, I look at myself in the mirror, I try on clothes and I'm like, we got to get, we got to reel this in. Like we have, we are so far gone for me personally, Mm -hmm. like we got to reel this in. So it's even like, okay, I'm going to go work out. Oh my gosh. Like I only have a small workout shirt and like, I'm, I'm self-conscious about my midsection. Like my medium shirts in the laundry. I can't go. Like I can't go with these little skinny, skinny babes Mm -hmm. to the class. But if you do it the night before, it's gone. You, you can't make excuses. Before. You figure it out. Right. It takes that like last minute thing or just – or even you just know that's that's one thing that's off your plate in the morning mm-hmm. because it's done. I do that even if it's not for workout but just like, okay, what do I want to wear tomorrow? Let me just take that off my plate. Um, so same thing. Do you want to read at night? Do you want to put that as part of your routine? Put a book on your pillow. Just put it right there so that you're getting in bed and you're literally falling into it. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, want to stop reaching for junk food? Put it at a higher shelf. So that you walk into your pantry and the first thing that you see are the healthier snacks. Or, you know, this is a little bit more work, but uh, meal prepping. Prep some healthy snacks and just have them in those little compartmented Tupperware so that it's right in the fridge. You can just go right in there and and you have it done. Um, Also, the book tells you about calling it habit stacking and not routine which I think is super interesting and those like weird little brain tricks that you can do for yourself. So she said habit stacking is just a fancy way of saying routine. Make it so easy to just go from one thing to the next. This is what Brittany does from the book. I put my phone in the bathroom at night. So when the alarm goes off in the morning, I have to get up and turn it off and I can't hit snooze. So I've seen this before that people have done this. Brittany takes it one step further. Like they put it on a dresser in the room. Brittany takes it one step further and puts it in the bathroom and says, since she's already in the bathroom, she's at the sink. She brushes her teeth. She washes her face and she just kept going and so forth. I have thought about doing this. I've never done it. I think at the end of the segment, I'll tell you what I think about that, but um, well, it blo- it's good for EMFs. Oh, My sister very, used to do it with true. math problems. Like you had to do a math problem to turn off the, uh, what you call oh. it, the alarm. Have you seen the video circulating? for a decade. Oh, for sure. <laughs> There's a video circulating on social media. And I want to say it's like a rugby coach or a soccer coach. It's someone over, it's a guy over in Europe. And he says, what he makes his, his guys do, brush your teeth with the opposite, do- like your non-dominant hand. Mm stare in the mirror as you're brushing your teeth and say, I love you. I love you. I love you. And it just like somehow rewires your brain. That was actually, I mean, there's truth to that. And one of the, the, it's so hard to brush your teeth that I, that one of the apps that I used, that was part of it. It was like, you have to look in the mirror and say something nice to yourself each morning, Mm -hmm. which again, seems My sister would do like little sticky notes, like I like little, um, post-it notes. Yeah. Like you're doing a great job. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Do it. Try it for a week. Try it for a week. Yeah. Um, Habit stacking. And then this I thought was cool too. She says, so from there, from the bathroom, I walk down the hall to the guest room and I immediately turn on my playlist on Spotify that she has set up for her mornings. I sit down in a specific chair that is for reading and journaling. 
and I have a carafe of water and a glass out that I set out the night before. So I know I have to drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. I love that. I did actually start doing that too. And that was really helpful. Like I would bring it to bed with me at night and then like first thing in the morning it was there. And I just, it's just an easy way to make sure you get more water intake in the morning because I definitely deprive myself of water often. I am not a Stanley owner. No, I, Stan. I am such a camel. Like I can go, I really can go a whole day without water. Yeah. I don't drink when I eat. Like I just, I know we have to get bad. better at that. It's okay. Well, times. maybe that'll be your thing that you try. Um, and let's see. Oh, and then, okay. So she has another alarm that goes off as she's reading to say, now it's time to go work out and to kind of like move you from one task to the next. I do like that. And she said, yeah, it's about making things so automatic that there's no real thinking involved. The idea is that your habits become so ingrained in you that you don't even think twice about doing them. Like turning on a light switch when you enter the room. This Mm -hmm. comes back to what we were just saying. What we don't think is a routine as waking up, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, whatever, that is routine. That has been so ingrained in us from day one. So if we start adding these other tasks that we want to add to our habit stack or to our routine, they will eventually in a few weeks, in a few months, become so ingrained that they are so natural and you can do them without thinking. But it does take time. It does take time. Hmm. So what I wanted to say to kind of round up this segment before we do uh, one little thing before we close out, I would like you and I to commit to trying one thing and reporting on it for the next time we have a solo episode. Yikes. And I, okay, would, like, gonna be? I would like the audience to do the same. And I want you guys to tell us what yours is. Comment with us on social at Mother Up Pod. I think I am going to try putting my phone across the room and setting an alarm. I mean, I'm proud of you because of the EMFs that you're going to be saving from your brain. Yeah, I just get nervous, like I said, because I use it to fall back asleep in the middle of the night if I need to. And uh, that makes me a little nervous, but I want to try it. Okay, do you have one in mind? Because I feel like yours should be the water thing. I think you should try to drink more water. I think I should try to drink more water. I think it needs to be – what I would love is – this is a twofer. I would love to read and work out. I would love to commit to reading and working out, but I'd also love to do the meal prep because the snacks are where I get, it's like, oh, I'm preparing Jack's and like he gave me one or I lick my finger and it has something on it. You know, it's just those bottomless stupid calories Mm -hmm. that you get by like testing your baby's food or whatever. But what I found in the meal plan that I've been doing, I know I've been talking about it here on this podcast, is the more that I eat the stuff that's right for me, the less I am inclined to be eating my kids' snacks. For sure. Yeah. Are you still dairy-free? No. No, I'm not dairy-free. That was just a couple weeks. Yeah, I folded that back in and I still am mainly gluten-free, but I'm not like 100%. Like I, it's- I got a sourdough starter for Christmas. (sighs) Yeah, but it doesn't matter that you're not celiac. The problem is, and here I go with my tinfoil hat, and it's not really tinfoil. No, it's, I if know, the chemicals If you read any type of bread, even if you buy bread at the food store, you go to the food store, you buy sourdough bread. You're like, yes, look at me. I'm like being awesome and, and eating sourdough. There are 45 ingredients in there yeah. and preservatives. Yeah. So it's like what the best thing you can do is, and I know I sound like I'm Little House on the Prairie girl, but like the best thing you can do is- Buy direct from the buy your own chicken and buy your own. (laughs) 
No, I mean, well, I found Seven Sons, which is a website. This isn't an ad. I, I purchased my meat from them, grass-fed, grass-finished, because you just saw the new report that came out that microplastics are literally in everything. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. It came out like earlier this week. Yeah, like in the water um, of the plastic bottles, which actually I did just my, get a whole no. set of um, glass bottles that I've been, instead it of doing- is, It's in the bottles, but a study conducted by researchers at the nonprofit Ocean Conservancy- found that approximately 88% of protein samples tested contained microplastic particles. That is because what people don't realize is like expired candy bars, expired bread. It is ground up. It is made into feed and it is given to pigs and and livestock and they don't take the wrappers off. So these animals are eating plastics going into their system and you are eating these animals. So you have to know where you're... Listen, we're going to go out to eat. We're going to go out to restaurants. We're going to, you know, do that kind of stuff. That's but it's like, what if it you is. can control what's coming into yeah. your home. And a lot of times people don't realize the meat that you're buying at the grocery store. Oh, don't worry. I bought, I bought a filet. It might not be from America. Like you don't know yeah. where it's coming from and you don't know what it's being fed. It can say organic. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to like do the research and be the quarterback of your family, which again, nobody needs another job, but that is something that I will die on that hill and I am the gatekeeper and and I agree with you 100%. I feel though like you just said like I'm still going to live my life so when I can Correct. control it coming Correct. into my own home I do. Yes. But if I'm going to go out at night or we're going you know no. we're on the run or You're something not say, I'm like was this okay. grass fed and yes. grass finished? Yes. Like no, just eat the steak. Yes. Just eat the steak. Yes. Yeah. But right. it's, it's definitely hard. Again, that book that we were talking about is called um, Atomic Habits. We will link to that in the show notes. Um, and then before we close out, Casey had a few hot topics that she wanted to to share that she hasn't even no, told me. Before before I go down my hot topics, I want to hear about your Bible study. Oh, because man. I've been wanting to do a Bible study. And I will do everything like I signed up for Noom. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's like the diet, like eating. Oh, that's like a, mo- like a psychological thing? No. Like, yeah, yeah, I okay. signed up for that. Never did it. Okay. Um, signed up for Hollow. Like Hollow, it's like a Bible study app. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. But you need to tell me about okay. yours because you're really excited about it. I am. And I this actually fits in well with this conversation because it is like something that I've added to my it's a habit. my routine and, and my habit. Um yeah and and you know my my husband is Jewish and I came from a different faith. I was raised Catholic but kind of like stepped away from the church. I don't really know where I fit in. I don't know where my thought is with religion. I have I've always said I'm not really religious. I'm more spiritual. I have a relationship yeah. with God. A lot of what I went through after the sudden passing of my dad uh put me in a complicated spot with it, Mm -hmm. right? Because I was like, how could this happen? If God was real, if God existed, if God loved us, why would he make bad things like this happen? But I then also found all the ways that God protected me and helped me through that. And that like having this foundational understanding of this higher power, like really helped me get to where I am And how many people you helped through your grief. Yeah. That was, that's big. I mean, that was always a part of it, but it's like, you know, I can look at it and say like, I think God led me in that direction to help other mm-hmm. people. And then everyone that I would help, it was like another bandaid on my own grief. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just am very grateful for the place that I am in life. And I've wanted to be able to connect a little bit more. I realize that I don't really know, like admittedly, like, yeah, I know that Mark and I are from different backgrounds and different faiths, but like what exactly are the differences? I know the overarching mm-hmm. thing, but like I, I don't know enough about it. 
And I want to be able to convey a foundation to my children. Right. But how am I supposed to do that if I don't know enough? So I I wanted to dive into it a little bit more. And there were like different things that kind of happened in my life that were like pushing me in that direction. And it was like, I guess, another way of like showing you know, how God is in my life. And, you know, I'm not trying to have an agenda on here. I'm not trying to push God on anybody or religion on anybody. Um, I I am totally open to other faiths and and everything else. But I saw like how he worked. Like I put it out there that I wanted to learn more about it. And these little things started happening. So one of Mm -hmm. them was, you know, I volunteer with a hospice organization and that has certainly made me feel a little bit closer to, mm-hmm. to my faith. The divine. Yeah. Or, yeah. And um, I was sitting there one day. I had a um, a shift where I was allowed to use my computer and I opened up an email. Uh, I get a podcast newsletter that I read every day. Obviously, I, you know, we're doing this podcast. I want to stay up to date on what's going on in the industry. And at the bottom of it is always the top podcast for the day in the country. And that day on January 2nd, the top podcast was something called the Bible Recap. I'm writing it down. I went to it. The website, literally big at the top of the page, said start here. And it was like (laughs) all the like apps that you needed to download, things, plans that you need to do. So all in all, what it is, is, okay, something I never knew. You don't just pick up the Bible and read cover to cover. There is a plan that you follow to help it go like chronologically for where to make sense in reading it in today's world. It's set forth this plan. It's day one through 365. You do not need to start at the first of the year, but it is obviously easier if you do so. So that is why millions of people flocked to this podcast, The Bible Recap, the first of the year. So when I looked at it January 2nd, it was the number one podcast in the country. Mm -hmm. I felt- Because, but people across the globe are looking for something. Yeah. Because I think we're so far into the material- concrete world that people want to believe there's something more yeah. because there are wars and deaths and famines yeah. and, and pedophile and I find, islands. I find like, that hard. That's, that's one of the things that I'm like hoping maybe to get answers from because I find mm-hmm. like if there is a God and there is somebody who created all of this, why did you create it this way? Why are we presented with some of this horrible stuff that is going on in the world. How are we presented with people that think the way that they do? How are we presented well, it's with the evil? It's the, yeah. it's the opposite, yeah. you know, it's the good and good and bad. And so it's about finding your path. I and you are highly recommended. I've talked to like a couple other friends. If this is something that you're interested in doing, it couldn't make it any easier. And like, I'm a very, like my husband always says, I have analysis paralysis where like, if I'm going to buy something, I will look at seven different sites that have it. Is it better to get it on Amazon? Is it better to get on this site? Is it this cheaper? Is it faster? Da, da, da. And I am shocked that I didn't do this with this to be like, oh my God, should I go through this plan? Should I use this podcast? Should I do this? How should I get this Bible? And it was just like, this came into my world. It came into yes, a, a newsletter that I read every single day, came right onto my page, literally said, start here. And I was just like, okay. And it was, sorry, it was their it. podcast website. It was the Bible recap, like yes. podcast website. Okay. Yes. Okay. And there's different ways that you can do it. You can do it online. There's an app. You could just do it through a podcast. Like they make it again, like any habit stacking we talked about, mm-hmm. it makes it so easy for you to like trip over it. Like however works yeah. best for you in the morning, if you want to add it to your podcast playlist in the morning on your way to work. You, you know, do it. Um, do they have discussions? Yes. Like, do they have like a, okay. Cause that's really what I want. I want that interaction where like, I took this verse this way, but yeah. maybe 
Susie so takes it, it a so different way. The, yeah, I love read that. the passages for the day, and there's only like three per day, so it's literally like a mm-hmm. five minute reading, and then there will be like a five to ten minute YouTube video or podcast associated with that day's readings, where the founder, okay. this woman Tara, discusses it and gives you like her take or or brings it into like a little bit more okay. of like a daily present day like a homily yeah yeah. um what's the word I'm looking for uh yeah but interpretation interpretation thank you Mm -hmm. um and she's funny and she's like current and she's good so yeah yeah. but so that's been something that I've added to my routine to be like okay I'm gonna wake up in the morning this is something that I'm gonna do I you know I, I really have tried to stick with it and I'll tell you I got like three days into doing that and then we traveled and it was a little bit more difficult but I'm I'm trying to get back to it this week and I think that needs to be the takeaway is, and I need to get better at that too, is like, I, yeah, that's, you know what I, I'm like that with taking vitamins. Like I, oh, we've, we've done this, yeah. this alternative medicine, this naturopathic doctor, we have like this whole vitamin regimen and there's like 20 vitamins I have to take in a day. Yeah. And if I don't take them, I'm like, well, oh, that's it. I know. I have to find a way to get better um, at that. Same thing. I went like a month of doing it well and then I stopped. Right. Um, well, it's when you travel. Yeah. And taking that many vitamins, like you're going to pee then for the next hour, 62 times. There actually, I'm going to make a note for myself. There's this um, vitamin like case that I got. It's like, it's pretty compact, but it comes with every single day and then three mm-hmm. times a day. So like for me, oh, I'm ta- so like, instead of being like, okay, now I have to sort them out. Like I do it. Right. I try to do it every Sunday night. Sienna helps me. That's smart. And then I just grab it for the day and I can take it with me and it has everything right there. So yeah, I need to get back on that. All right. Are you ready for my wild and crazy? I can't wait. Okay. So the first one, I'm going to do the wild one first. And I need to like move my uh, document out of the way so that I can see your face. So I don't know. So we were landing at Fort Lauderdale Airport on Tuesday night at like 8 o'clock. And the Jesse Waters show was coming on Fox right as we were landing. So I had it on my little TV on the plane. Because I really – I've done like a crazy – cleanse of not watching news over the holidays, which has been really great after everything in Israel and after October and and everything that's come from that. And then you still have the war in Ukraine. I I needed to just like, Mm -hmm. and that is my privilege that, you know, like I can step away from it. I'm not living it. I understand that. But like, I just needed to be Mm -hmm. for, for a hot second. And I really haven't watched the news. So it was on and it there was no sound on. So I was just reading the captions and I was like, I need to look this up because this is going to drive Gianna crazy. Oh, no. The Pentagon PSYOP unit oh. pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset mm-hmm. for combating misinformation online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Pentagon, this is what really grinds my gears. Mm-hmm. The Pentagon spokesperson, Sabrina Singh, pushed back against Waters' claim, referencing one of Swift's big hits by saying in a statement, as for this conspiracy theory, we're going to shake it off. Oh. Literally. And then she goes, but it does not highlight that we still need Congress to approve our supplemental budget request as swiftly as possible. So we are not, so we could be out of the woods with potential fiscal concerns. I'm like, babe, this is what taxpayer dollars are paying for, for you to, to figure out how to incorporate Taylor Swift lyrics into your press release. Like, come on. You know what else? Taxpayer dollars. That makes me mad. Are going towards that Congress is quoting Bravo housewives in their testimonies now because they're so this whole thing was salt lake city and there was this thing about like proof receipts timelines all i saw that yeah 
Here's what I'm going to say. And to quote a great who is no longer with the Patriots anymore, Bill Belichick, do your job. He's not with the Patriots anymore. And Nick uh, Saban is retiring. So we actually saw, if he's actually retiring, we saw his last Last game. Wow. Game coach, I saw, which is incredible. I saw the other day that that uh, it was iffy for Belichick, but I didn't know that he's like one of That's those. What I said ones, to Eric, if, if you if the, those of you listening are sports girlies, I you probably feel the same way. Like I don't remember a time in football where Bill Belichick wasn't there. No, as far as I'm concerned, somebody, Bill Belichick has been coaching the the Patriots since he was 20 years old. But somebody tweeted something. I think it was an ESPN reporter. All of the coaches that have recently retired, and then it was like. Um, Nick Saban retired and they're like, your childhood is over. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like it's over. I feel for that everybody. way about the Eagles, like Fletcher Cox. Like I don't remember a time where Fletcher Cox wasn't on the Eagles. <laughs> I wonder though if Bill's gonna like pop up somewhere else because he and Nick were together with the Browns, I believe, like way back in the day. So I wonder if Bill will pop up somewhere else. Like maybe he just needed to like, you know, after Brady left, I think the Patriots was just kind of a, a dog and pony show. Yeah. Don't get mad at me for saying that, but I was there in the Brady era yeah. and it was incredible. It was like a well-oiled machine. And yeah. then, you and know, you the wheels are off the bus now. Too. Yeah. You were really in yeah. it. You were in the thick um, of it. I was in the thick of it. Uh, Red Sox won two World Series or one World Series while their Patriots won two uh, Super Bowls. Okay. But, so Taylor um, Swift, government agent. Next. T- Taylor Swift works for the CIA. Um, the next one is, here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The last time. Okay. So let, let me give you some context. Um, There are two broods of cicadas that are emerging this summer. The rare dual emergence of two broods occurs every 221 years. There's a 17 and a 13 year brood. So the 17 obviously comes out every 17 years. 13 comes out every 13. I feel like I hear about this like every five though. Why do I hear about cicadas all the time? Because if it's 17 and 13, it's the difference of those. Okay. So when the 17 are like chilling... It's the 13. So that would make sense. Like five, you know what I mean? Like around five years. So like four years. Okay. Anyway, they are coming out mid-May to late June. um, And this is the first time, the last time they both emerged was 1803. Awesome. So this is the first time that they're all coming out. I didn't get to this passage yet, but I'm sure this is something about the world is ending. That's another thing why I think so many people, and this sounds weird, but I think so many people are going back to the Bible because these biblical things are happening, like a war in Israel or like cicadas are coming out. Like, you know, I think people are looking at that, um, you know, famine, there's disease, there's all this stuff. Do you remember or have you, no, you don't remember because we weren't here. I mean, maybe we're here to pass life. The Carrington event of 1859. Do I remember the Carrington event of 1859? No, I just, I just digressed <laughs> and I said we weren't here. <laughs> you remember that summer? Summer of summer 59, uh, 1859? Was that, that was the summer we used to go to Sips, wasn't it? So it was a solar storm. And that is like the latest buzz on social media that there's going to be a solar storm. Would anybody, I'm just taking the temperature of the audience. Would anybody be interested in an episode on preparedness, if the grid goes down oh. via a cyber attack or a solar storm, you are just dying to because, wear your tinfoil because hat for back, another. No, but let's but think of it this way. So back in 1859, you didn't have electricity in homes. There wasn't the internet. So the solar storm happened, and they're like, "Huh, all right, get back on the plow and do the field, Jimmy." Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no I, one cared. To, to be like, fair, you got back on your horse and went to town. I do think about that often. Of like. 
We are so reliant on the grid. We are so, so reliant. reliant on the internet. So, Everything. Like, really, what would we do? Or is there some emergency plan in place? Like, what no, would happen? No, there's not. Yeah. Why Why is Zuck building a bunker in Hawaii? Here's my thought process, and I know I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. If there was going to be, like, <laughs> you know the movie 2012 that came out where there were, like, tsunamis yes. and earthquakes yes. and lightning? And why would he build it in Hawaii on an island? Like, okay, you've got, like, tsunami, earthquake, volcano like why are you building it there but if there's a solar storm you're just not going to be with wi-fi so he's got hydroponics he's got generators he's got weapons he's got securities i don't know i'm just asking the question sleeping in that day i'm just asking the question no but it is interesting like what would you do it is it's interesting and it's frightening don't be scared be prepared (laughs) (laughs) the other thing i just wanted a soapbox about is Amazon locked my account because I logged on while I was in Mexico and they just emailed me and told me that my account was closed and it can never be real. What? And there's also like no emails to get in touch with Amazon. So like you can never buy something on Amazon again. No, it's like make a new account. So I made a new account and it's like, mm, that phone number is from another account. And I'm like, I thought you closed it. <laughs> so like, I have to go get a new phone to get an Amazon account. It's so annoying. Yeah, but I I see what you're saying. And like, there's no like number. You can't just call up Sally and human resources and like have her fix it at Amazon. No, I like found this obscure number and I was like scared telling the guy because there's so many scams now. There's, it's like very hard to find a number on their website. Yeah. I wonder if that's happened to any of the listeners. If your Amazon account has been shut down, please DM Casey. And if anyone has any last requests of the listeners, if anyone has any notes or tips or tricks on how to get your child to stop peeing through their diaper, Mm through the night please let me know because i use the spoozies i use the overnight diapers but this kid has got some kind of bladder sometimes i think it's just phases asher went through that too sienna went through it too friends of mine that have boys they they go through it i think it's just phase like it should be maybe it'll he'll be out of it in a little bit so just keep washing the blankets (laughs) basically stock up well i guess you can't order more on amazon so no i literally can't that's the problem i cannot my hands are tied i've got to get on my horse and go down to town (laughs) goodness on that note we're cutting casey off we are working on our routines this week we love you as always find us on social at mother up pod see you next time thanks for listening to mother up we have new episodes every monday in the meantime follow us on social by searching at mother up pod got a topic you want us to cover a story you want us to share give us a shout on our website www.motheruppod.com Production support for today's episode provided by Katie Anderson, also a mom, of HomeAway Studios. I'm Gianna Demedio-Simon. And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer. Have a great week, and remember, whenever you're feeling down, mother up.